Welcome, everyone, to another episode of EM Over Easy. So Andy and I uh, are here joined by Caitlin, one of our awesome third-year, soon-to-be fourth-year residents and chief. Soon-to-be chief resident. Yeah. Here. And Rodney, you are an attending in Chicago faculty with uh, the Midwestern program there, correct? That's correct. Yeah, that's awesome. correct. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to talk a little bit on our ongoing series on YEM and get a feel for why you both chose to do emergency medicine and if that has actually been the correct choice in your life a little bit. So, Caitlin, let's get started with you. Why did you choose emergency medicine? I took the track that I feel like most people took. I was an EMS in college, and I really liked how every day was different, and you never knew what you were walking into. So that's kind of the reason I got into it, and I definitely think it was right for me. Um, I like that we work random hours, and we see a little bit of everything, so it's kind of like we specialize in everything, even though only to a certain extent, so... I think it was the right choice for me. You know, I think it's changed. Uh, I had a wise attendee once tell me that uh, how you see emergency medicine as a student, how you see it as a resident, how you see it as now a freshly minted uh, full board certified physician, like it's, it's completely different each time. I think uh, uh, you learn different things as you go, but you know, I love my job. Like I wake up, I'm excited about still going in. You have those lows, but you have those those great highs, and it's that it's like golf. Where you have that one shot, you have that one patient that just keeps bringing you back, and you might have those bad days, but they're those days that you you just love what you do, and you keep coming back to get that hole in one the next day. So that's what I love about it. I think we all have the shifts that we we can't wait for them to end, but I have yet to not want to go in for a shift. You yeah, know, there's there's totally some afternoons like, hey, you know, it's been great family time. I'm not super psyched, uh, but. When you're, once you're in the car heading to the ED, I'm like, I, I get to do what I want to do and, and what I love doing, which is special. I think it's like a team, too. Like, it's like, you know, you have your family. I mean, you still have your home family, but I think what I've learned, especially in this, you know, this uh, year as an attending is, is that I have my team. I have my family, and they're my work family, but we go to battle every day, and that's, like, I love them just as much as, you know, I care about my family, too, so it's, it's cool. Absolutely. It's very, very true. Uh, an- another question that kind of comes up a lot is that, you know, we all live in communities. We have neighbors. Um, some of us live in, you know, depending on what kind of community you live in, but when your neighbors find out that you're an emergency physician, how do they react and what kind of, what do they say? I don't know that I've actually ever told my neighbors that. I always just say that I'm a resident and most people get really confused by what that means and have no idea. Um, and they think you're well, still... Now, now there's a TV show that can tell them, right? Um, oh. Yeah, that's very Very accurate. Accurate, yes. <laughs> accurate with air quotes? Accurate yes. Quotes. <laughs> so that's, I don't really have a good answer to that question because I just say I work at the hospital, I'm in a resident... Um, mostly because my husband made the mistake of telling our neighbors at our old house that, and they would knock on our door and ask us for, we lived in a very, very small town at that time. They would ask us for advice and how to quit smoking and to look at their rashes. And we kind of got over that. So now we don't really, we're very vague. Yeah. I, you know, people see me coming and going in scrubs. I, I live in Chicago. So, you know, knowing my neighbors yes some of them know what i do some are surprised they're like oh you, we saw you going at weird hours we wonder what you did and so uh you know i keep kind of a low profile you know but at the same time like when they do they're like oh you know like but i try you know i try to keep a low profile because i i you know i don't want my like i like my home life to be private and i don't want people to you know look at me different you know yeah. um and same with what like Caitlin said, that more people know, like, you know, I have family and friends that are still sending me texts and that, which I, you know, it's okay. But, you know, also I, I like, 
I like I live far enough away from my hospital that I don't see my patients because we do have a lot of inner city population. So um, I can be driving around or taking the train, and I do see my patients occasionally. But uh, same, with, but my you know my neighbors, some of my neighbors know, and um, you know, but we try to keep a low profile. So. There's definitely the awkward get home late, and I have the crazy across the street neighbor lady who keeps apparently stalks. She's the FBI agent of the neighborhood. (laughs) She knows knows everybody's business, though nobody talks to her. Rose Audi left his house at seven o three a.m. Well, no, (laughs) exactly. So at eight thirty four, I'll be walking the dog at nine o'clock in the morning, and she's like, "Well, you didn't get home until after two o'clock last night. Are you okay? Did you get enough sleep?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, did you get enough sleep?" That's what I would ask her. First of all, how do you know what time? Well, I went to bed at 2 o'clock, and your car was not parked in front of the house like it is right now. I'm like, holy cow. Wow, if you ever went missing, she would know get, exactly yeah, where get, you were at. Get out of my business. And I definitely do not shop at the grocery store next to our hospital yeah, so that I don't yeah. run into. Or pump gas at any of the gas stations near, near the hospital. Yeah, you, you don't want to get the glares. Absolutely not. Or the, or, yeah, the, the glares are the, by far the less thing you have to worry about. There are worse things than glares. Yeah, they, well, the favorite is when you're in the grocery store and you know who they are, but they're like, I've seen you somewhere, and you're just like, please don't and remember. You're trying, you're trying to get out before <laughs> yeah. they actually. They, yeah, like, I just have a familiar face. face. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of the best experiences of that is I was actually, as a resident, was at the Giant Eagle that's down the street from our hospital, and I'm picking up gift cards to go to go to Home Depot because it's right there, and, and this lady's like, well, 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 look who's here, and I'm just sitting there in my scrubs just waiting in line, and she's like, look, Martha, this guy, this guy doesn't even remember me, and I'm like, are you talking to me? <laughs> and she's like, you don't remember me? And I was like, no, ma'am, I don't. Yeah. And she tells me the snare, and I'm like... I dropped the gift cards and I walked out. <laughs> I, I got a ooh, text and message. Got to go. I've never been in that giant eagle. <laughs> yeah, hey, don't go to the store where you work. So another thing that you know, we we all it seems like we all love what we do. Um, we we love working in the emergency department, but you know, it, it doesn't come without you know maybe some some lumps that we have to deal with. And if there was one thing that you could change about emergency medicine, what do you think that would be? There's no pressure. Uh, so I practice in Illinois, and we're known for being very litigious. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially as a, ha- having residents trained under me, and then we do something that isn't possible. Like what we teach them isn't always what we practice because of our unfortunately litigious uh, atmosphere. And so I hate that. I hate that you know we, we can say, hey, this is the way we do things, but. I'm going to make an exception because of where I practice. So I don't like that. I have, I practice a lot of defensive medicine. Uh, I would like to not, I would like to, you know, Hey, this is your heart score. This is, you know, we're going to use good science. We're going to use good science. And sometimes we don't. And that's, I I think that's the thing that frustrates me the most is, and especially I, you know, the residents that are working with me and even the students are like, but you just told me that we did this and yet we're, we're doing this. And so it's like a double standard. I I don't, I don't, that's probably the one thing I dislike the most about emergency medicine. Um, you know, the thing is, is, uh, as, uh, you know, I I did a health policy fellowship and uh, like, uh, you know, insurance is always an issue and people understand, like not understanding. And, uh, you know, um, uh, Mike, um, from Lake Lakeland, mm-hmm. um, he, he they just published a study out of their group that ER physicians don't know what the cost is of things that they're ordering, and you know it's hard because every insurance is different. But you know, I feel that people also get lost in that, and so you know, we are unfortunately a crutch for a lot of people. Uh, we are the face of primary care, I think, um, and so those are things that I love and wish that we could also 
mold into a different yeah. different thing. So, yeah. Although sometimes ignorance is bliss in emergency medicine, not Agreed. knowing how much something costs, mm-hmm. because yeah. then I'm not making decisions for a patient based on cost. Yeah. I'm so not making decisions based on good evidence yeah. and, and good and science. And, yeah. Certainly we have an, I, th- I think I have a good sense of what's expensive and what isn't. Yeah. But to be able to talk to somebody, hey, you, you need this scan. I don't know exactly how much it's going to cost you. It, it's not going to be cheap. I know that. But this is what we need to do to treat you or work you up properly. And to have that honest conversation with them sometimes going, hey, you know, it doesn't matter to me if you have insurance or not because I have to do what I have to do for you. Yeah, yeah I just uh, I just had a, a really interesting case of that. I had a, a young... Uh, you know, twenty-something guy who came in who had like a some swelling of his face and into his neck, and he kind of was looking like allergic reaction. But I just didn't feel comfortable with him. He's like, "Look, I don't want to spend insurance costs." But I was like, "All right, we can treat this conservatively." We tried the allergic response, and I was like, "Look, it's just not getting better. I think we need to do the CAT scan." And long story short, he ended up getting uh, diagnosed with necrotizing fasciitis. Uh, and I'm like, "Whew! Good thing we." Uh, did uh, but you know we 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 talked about it so as long as I think you're upfront with your patients sure. you, you know yeah things like that happen. I think my answer kind of goes along with what you're saying about the residents is that a lot of um, companies put so much pressure in hospitals on metrics nowadays and it kind of. Yeah changes how you think about things. A lot of our patients already have labs and imaging and things ordered um, before we even see them. And those are things that may not have been necessary or may have just been done the day before that you didn't necessarily need again. But everything is protocol driven because of this society we live in nowadays. And so I think that's kind of frustrating to me at times because I would like to be able to see the patient and decide what I'm going to do before everything's already done. But it's just not realistic in today's society. Agreed. Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for joining us on another edition of YEM and EMO for Easy. Appreciate what you guys are doing work-wise. And uh, listeners, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having us. Thanks.